Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. This is your host, frickin' Mark Taylor. Grab a beard, stay a while, and we do anything. We go from all genres, man. We go from brand to brand and Metallica. So party on, dude. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have a guest. Introduce yourself, guest. Hey, 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 hey. Big bushy pussy face back again. I'm starting to feel like kind of a regular man. Do I have a couch where I can just chill and you got my beer on ice? Thanks Always, for having me. Man. I even got a pool table now. <laughs> Outstanding. I suck at pool, but I'll try it. I'm better at darts. I got darts too that I'm going to hang up in the garage too. Outstanding. I used to be pretty nasty in the bar. I, I drank a lot for free playing darts back in the day. <laughs> I used to play darts with my tweaker friends at night. <laughs> nice. Their mom would come out of the room and go, what are you guys doing? I keep hearing pump, pump, <laughs> shooting the dartboard in the but, kitchen. She can nice. Hear she could nice. hear it in her room, and she was getting pissed. We were at like 2, 3 in the morning, and I was like, I was blazed on pot, and they were just tweaked out. Oh, yeah. Oh, the good old days, right? Back at our youth. Yeah. I used to play all the time. Uh, did you play steel tip or, uh, or plastic tip? Uh, steel tip. I always played plastic tip because uh, I hate adding. I don't do math. And, you know, the electronic dartboards let you know what you're doing. I yeah. always played cricket. You know, and I just got to where I was nasty, nasty, nasty on the dartboard. My partner, he could hit all the low numbers. You know, for some reason, he could just nail like that 15, was it the 15 and like the uh, uh, 18 or 16 something. They're on the left and right side of the bottom part of the board. I could never hit those sons of bitches. <laughs> but I would close the bowls to open the game every time. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Well, today we're going to... Uh review ACDC's Power Age which was Cliff Williams first album with the band after they fired their original bass player um, this is a great album I'm gonna I'm gonna give my history on this uh, I actually got into this fine record because of our our brother Ralph Fiera talking about the song down payment blues that we'll get in later and I'll tell you why I got into this album because of Ralph Ralph actually got me into a lot of older ACDC just listening to him discuss about Bon Scott that was basically into the Brian Johnson era. Yeah, I had Highway, I have Highway to Hell on CD. I love that CD. But then he just started talking about his lyrics, and I said, oh, I got to get into this older shit. So I started like downloading and buying the old stuff. I go, man, this is way better than Brian Johnson. I do love Bond better than Brian now because of Ralph. Yeah, and true story. Yeah, how did you get into ACDC? Uh, ACDC's been on my radar for a long time. Um, I actually. You know, oddly enough, my dad had handed me uh, my first Kiss albums. Is how I got into rock and metal. But somewhere in that same time frame, I had ACDC Back in Black on a cassette. And I, I was listening to it. I remember thinking, oddly enough, this has to sound entirely racist. I used to think, wow, an all-black rock and roll band. Because I had never heard or seen them before. And Brian Johnson, he just didn't come across to me as a white singer. You know, years go by, and I, you know, I discovered you know Highway to Hell and Dirty Deeds, like everybody does. But the one that really turned me on to ACDC a lot and made me a true Bon Scott fan over Brian Johnson, because I grew up with you know the Razor's Edge and all that stuff and loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I found High Voltage, and from the moment I heard High Voltage, I was a huge, huge fan of this band. Oddly enough, I had never heard Powerage ever. I was at uh, you know, one of the places here in town that I uh, I buy vinyl out of, and it was up there for like 12 bucks, you know, in plastic, not the original plastic, but the plastic cover and such, you know, vinyl and mint conditions, I always pull them out. If they're not sealed, I pull them out to check them. 
uh, well, hell, you know, I'll go home and give it a shot. Listened to it two or three times and loved it, but I never really paid attention to it until this week uh, when you got a hold of me. And I've got a whole new love for this album. Holy shit, it might be the best ACDC album out there, other than High Voltage. Yeah, like I said, I got... And I was kind of afraid of ACDC being brought up, you know, Christian, going, oh, man, they're singing about they're on a highway to hell, man. What the hell do I want to listen to this man for? But oh, yes, the I old was, Antichrist Devil's Child. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, back in when they released uh, what Dirty Deeds album, so I kept hearing Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap on the radio all the time. I actually loved that song, and then my... Uh, my friend Kevin was playing uh, for those about the rock, so I basically got into the Brian Johnson before, before the Bon Scott, and I sure. absolutely loved uh, the Brian Johnson ACDC, except for Flick of the Switch. I just think it's a copy of Back in Black, but I already reviewed that with Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know people. that I've heard that one. I think the only Brian Johnson I'm, I, I don't like is that uh, Blow Up Your Video. Blow up your video. I haven't really heard that album because it's got trash so much. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the song Heat Seeker is pretty good, and you know, there's a deep cut on there. I can't remember the name of it. I've I've got it on vinyl. I've played it once. It's actually uh, for those about to rock. It's played a lot more, even more so than Back in Black. Yeah, I fucking I saw them in concert, man. I love it when they shoot those cannons, man. <laughs> That's badass. See, I always get jealous. Whenever I do one of these shows and people are telling me about the concerts they see, I get so pissed off that I missed out on so much. Yeah, I went on the, the Razor's Edge tour and LA Guns opened for them. It was pretty cool. Oh, I bet that was badass. Yeah, because Tracy was in the band. <laughs> but I like the stuff without <laughs> Tracy, though, with Phil Touché, touché. Yeah. It was good, but it was like I, we were watching the ACDC show and... We go, where the fuck is Angus at? And we hear the guitar, but he's not on the stage. And then we look, he's running down the freaking audience <laughs> with the guitar. <laughs> he came from the back and just started, he started from the back and there was a riser in the back and we couldn't see it because we were looking forward to the stage. And then we turned around because we heard a guitar, we heard people screaming and he's on a riser and he comes down and runs up to the stage with bodyguards around him. Looking cool. <laughs> that's, that's badass. Yeah. I wish I would have seen him with, um, with Axel, man, I saw the videos, man. It looked really freaking good. Oh, I have heard nothing but good stuff, you know. And I was one of those. I was actually with the great Dr. Fuck on this one. I was like, Axel is going to kill it with these guys, you know, because everyone talks so much shit about Axel Rose. And, yeah, back in the day, yeah, he was a prick and couldn't show up for a show on time. He was a little prissy bitch and would walk out on a show. But it's like this wasn't his band, and he just – you know he's got that range. He can nail the Brian Johnson stuff. You know that. He can nail the Bon Scott stuff. You know that because you know Axel's voice. And you're right. Everything I've seen uh, on YouTube, he's just been killing the shit out of it. I'm really, really hoping that Angus is money hungry and wants to put that out on Blu-ray or DVD because I will buy the hell out of it. I hope they make an album without Axel, man. I don't, oh, I don't know. You got Cliff Williams retiring now and... Yeah, but it looks like it looks like Angus just wants to keep going, though, man. I know he does, and I would like him to because a if he's got it, you know, do it. And yeah. uh, an Axel DC album could really be something special as long as Axel doesn't go into Axel mode. He needs to realize, okay, if this happens, I support it a hundred percent. As long as he realizes, look, bitch, you're Mister Guns and Roses, not Mister AC/DC. You're here to do a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as long as he performs well, that he's job, he's been a good boy with Guns N' Roses with since ACDC too, man. So going on the stage early with Guns N' Roses, so I think uh, ACDC taught him how to be professional. 
Which is nice if that's the case for sure, because I haven't really uh, uh, paid attention to Guns. I'm still waiting for the next Guns and Roses album that was promised to us years ago. But <laughs> hell, how long did Chinese Democracy take to get out there? Yeah, I, I I actually liked that album, you know, but a lot of people hated it. I'm a huge fan of that album. It, it's it's an expansion on those Illusion albums, but it's so much better than the Illusion albums. Because I am not a fan of those records at all. I mean, are there a lot of songs I like? Yeah. I could take those two albums and make one 15-song CD out of it. Yeah, um, that's what Ralph and Ian were saying. They can make it into one album. I agree with it. I think that was just the ego thing that Axel was doing. Let's put out a double album, but let's make it separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to do a double album, but it's not really a double album. It's two albums, but they're going to be released the same day. Well, dude, don't confuse me like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> which one do I buy when I went to the store? I go, do I want this one? Do I want this one? So I picked up the, uh, the first... The, I think it was Use Your Illusion 2, because I like the tracks better on that one. <laughs> Dude, that's what I say. Everyone yeah. praises one, but two's got the better music on it. I mean, it's strange. You could be mine. No, Coma's on the first one. Oh, fuck. I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the yellow cover. The, the, oh, the, 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 I like the yellow cover better. <laughs> yeah, I like the blue cover better. You know, uh, Civil War. Um, like I said, it's strange. You could be mine, but that's just a killer album. It is. You get, if you get rid of My World and that stupid, uh, uh, I think So Fine was on there, and Don't Cry, get rid of these those three songs, and the, the Illusion 2 is just a solid album. Yeah. Yeah, My World is just, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, especially after hearing Get in the Ring. I used to think that was just the toughest song ever when I heard that. Yeah, I, I, I liked it when he said, uh, Bob Gucci and you're going to kick your bitchy little ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, review that Ralph and, and uh, what Justin Childers did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Childers, yeah, Childers, Ralph and uh, I call him Childers because that guy's a big baby man, <laughs> big fucking. He he blocked me for no fucking reason. I was like praising him on, on the show, you know, on saying Justin, you did a great job, man. Proud of you, brother. And he blocked me because he wanted to talk shit about Terrence and didn't want me to see it. Oh, wow, that's crazy. See, yeah. people should adopt my attitude when it comes to stuff like this. You know, I just stay Sweden. You know, I worked with Terrence. I was actually embarrassed for Terrence when I heard the show that we did together. I was like, man, I was way too drunk. I apologize. I was. I, I couldn't even listen to the whole episode because as I'm listening to myself. Because, yeah, I'm a narcissist like everybody else. I'm sure you listen to your shows as soon as you put them up. So when I guess on a show... I listen. You know, I want to see how I came across. And I have never been so embarrassed in my life. And I thought I was drunk at the end of that episode I did with the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I was mortified by what I heard, you know. It was just, I was sloppy. I mean, obviously I knew what I was talking about because I had my notes. But Terrence, that, that son of a bitch knows his tunes. He knows his music. So it's hard to bounce off of him if you're not on your A game. And I, I, don't, I think we didn't start till like 9 o'clock at night or something, so... I started drinking around three or four to you know get ready because that's what I do, and Jesus, I was just so sloppy drunk. I really felt bad for him. And then I heard, I, I saw that he's retiring from podcasting, which sucks because I don't get to go over there and redeem myself. I got to keep doing it with you and and then maybe if I, uh, Rock and Metal invites me back because I love doing this. People have heard me do this stuff with like with you and with Terrence and with Ralph and Ian. You ought to start your own. No, I'm not. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. I love coming in and guesting with you guys and bullshitting and talking about the music we love. That's as far as it goes because I couldn't do this every goddamn Sunday. My Sundays are so busy. I've already been prepping my show for tonight 
and I've been spending the last two or three weeks storyboarding my Halloween show because I want that one to be special. I want that to be an epic show. So nice. I don't have time for it, but I, I appreciate you having me. Uh, I, I appreciate anybody that gives little old Nate, you know, you know, old Big Bushy, a fucking chance to come in here and talk shit about music because that's what okay. I love to do anyway. Well, the thing about Terrence, he is, he is the rock sponge, man. That nickname suits him. He, he soaks everything in. And he's a really good guy. He pisses me off a lot, but I guess that's what brothers do. You know, we piss each other off, and I want to kill him sometimes. You know, but he threatens to put me in a hospital and break my brain. <laughs> put me in a hospital, and I go, dude, what's wrong with you? We we made up. We're good. And freaking, if you read his post about retiring, he said soon. He oh, did he? he did said he say soon? Because yeah, I, I retire just... soon. So I'm reading into that is suit how soon is now, you know. <laughs> right. I, I kinda took it as, you know, he might have some stuff in the bank that he's gonna release and just not do anything else. He says he wants to spend time with uh with family and I guess he's got an eBay business he's trying to start, which is great. I know you yeah. can make some money selling stuff on eBay. But um it, it it's it's funny this Terrence guy because uh I didn't like him so much, not not as a person because I didn't know him. But uh, the chemistry between him and Dr. Fucking Wadzilla, it didn't seem to work for me. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I try to go back to those episodes because there's albums I really like. And it's like, it, it, it just doesn't work. I, I, I don't know what it is. It just didn't work. And then when he left, <laughs> we'll, we'll say left, um, I, I tried listening to a couple of his other shows. I listened to I listened to him with uh, you. Um, and, and mainly when Ralph guested because I'm a Dr. Fuck Nut Swinger mm-hmm. and I was like man this is still something's not working right here you know and I tried listening to him with Jake excuse me and it was the same thing it's, it's something's just not working here but when he decided to just do his own thing that Terrence Reardon friends mm-hmm. that's the best thing he could have done you know he'll do a couple solo shows then have a guest on and it's like he, he seems to shine there. So I'm a little disappointed, actually, to see him go, uh, to be honest with you. And in the same respect, it's like listening to your shows. Because I do listen to them every week when you put them up. And it's like I, you kind of found your niche doing it by yourself. It seems to work. You have a guest. You don't have a guest. You do whatever the hell you want, and it seems to work. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah, with Ter- Ter- Terrence, I told him. When he begged me to come back, I said, dude, you could do it by yourself. You don't need anybody. Because, no offense, Terrence, I know you're probably going to listen to this. It's hard to play off of you. You're so straight that I can't I can't bounce off of you because it just bounces right back at me. And it's like, it's so irritating. I want to try to be funny, but he's too straight sometimes. It's like, he's like a freaking Mormon and I'm like a freaking uh, fucking drunk, you know? <laughs> Well, it was funny because we actually bounced pretty well because we had different opinions. And that's that's what helps. You've got to have different opinions. You can't like everything the same all the time. I don't know. We you thought know, about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So those uh, those segments worked. I was just more embarrassed for him mm-hmm. because of my my performance. You know, I, I enjoy doing this. I'm always honored when somebody says, hey, will you come and you know review this album with me? Because all I was was a simple little guy that liked listening to a podcast and watching reviews and decided to you know start doing reviews. And now people want to come and listen to me or have me come and discuss things with them. I think that's great. It's actually an honor and a privilege for me. I was just embarrassed by that one because you could tell I'm drunk. And, and, and the deeper we get into the album, the more obnoxious 
I think I am. I mean, he, he was real cool. He's real respectful. I said, nah, man, you did great. It, it, you know, it's kind of like the kid that drew a stick figure, but it gave him a blue ribbon. Oh, good job. Good job. <laughs> That's how yeah. I felt. And, you know, Terrence, thank you for that, because I, I really think I brought the quality of your show down on that episode. And I was hoping to redeem myself. So yeah. before you go out, if you're listening, let me back to redeem myself. Yeah, Terrence, come <laughs> back on, man. He wants to make, make it right with you. And Terrence, I just want to tell you, I already told you on the phone. And I'm sorry about the blow up we had, but you were, you know, you were being a fucking dick, dude. Come on. I, I just texted you and said, what the fuck? You did a 2112 without me? Ha ha ha. And he goes, fuck you, bastard. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah. See, all, now that stuff, that stuff I'm talking about. I stay out of that nonsense, yeah. you know, even with Ian, I, I, I've stayed out of it with him, you know, and I, and I've talked to Ian and I've talked to Ralph, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. I just. I don't want to be involved in any of the drama because the, the, the guy's done nothing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's people that can probably tell you I'm a world-class prick and what an asshole I am. And, Nobody you know, said anything about you, but fuck, <laughs> there's this one dude, fucking Glenn, on Facebook. Fuck it, I had to block his ass last night. I, I think I did just read that earlier today while I was sitting here. Uh, fucking Canadian pissing, pissing me off. No offense to you Canadians, but this guy's a fucking bad representation of you guys, man. I just get irritated. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. I, I've got nothing against that guy either, but he talks so much about American politics. He's like, because we watch it. Well, yeah, right. You're watching it from your half-assed socialist country where everything's free and your tax rates are through the goddamn roof so that you can pay for these things. You have to wait a month at a time to get a fucking doctor. I don't want your opinion. You keep it over yeah, I'm there. I'm tired of him fucking telling me how our country is. I said, you don't fucking live here, dude. And then, But the, the kicker is last night, I put up a, a thing on Pence how he said uh, to pray to God and, and God will heal your country. That's like a verse in the Bible, right? And I said, this is awesome. I like how some uh, politician quoted the Bible, right? Right. And then he goes, oh, that, that like that'll work. There all the wars and la, 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 la. And I said, okay, Glenn, it's um, there's no need to debate about uh, religion. I know how you feel. There's no use talking to you about my faith because you're just going to sit there and go blah, 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 blah. So good night, buddy. And he just kept going off. Oh, you know I'm right. That's why you don't want to debate. I go, dude, I told you to hush. Now shut the hell up. I'm not gonna, for, I'm not gonna talk to you about my faith because you, you seem to stomp on it all the time. And he just kept going off. I said, dude, you're gone. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. It, 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 for me, I'm in a real weird place, and I've been in this real weird place for Christ 20 years or more, mm. where uh, I, I'm not necessarily an atheist. But I don't have faith either. So what, what do they call it? agnostic? You know, maybe it's there, but I don't know. But I tell you what, I think the worst of that bunch, be it a believer or an atheist, I think the atheists are the worst because they're so quick to jump on you and slam you and degrade you. And how could you be so stupid because science says, yeah, well, science also theorizes. And you know what? That's what... Uh, uh, I don't want to say religion, because I, I don't think that's a fair word, because that's a man-made thing. But spirituality is also uh, a, a theory. You know, you, you believe that this is the truth, that that's how everything started. So why bash somebody for that? I don't care if we're in this modern world, we have all these technological advances and such. The flu will still kill you, so let's not talk too much shit, science. The other side of that is science has done great things. I don't like people forcing anybody's beliefs down anybody's throat, but I really, really hate 
when it comes to things of this nature, because I'll argue music all day with somebody, I'll be like, your shit fucking sucks, <laughs> you know? But when it comes to things of this nature, I really like to back out of that, because I have my own feelings and beliefs. That's what makes humanity so great. You know, you have, what, a, a billion people in India, they're the most peaceful people in the world so far, and they believe in six-armed freaking gods themselves, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. And that's what it boils down to. I don't know. The atheist. Well, can you believe or can you prove that God exists? And then the believer. Can you prove he doesn't? Well, the answer is no to both of them. <laughs> well, actually, science. The thing about the Bible is that it's history and all of that's happened. It's Nobody disputes that Jesus walked the earth. No one disputes the flood. Every every Everybody talks about the flood. There was a flood. The thing that that gets disputed is how old the Earth is, and I, I believe it's younger than what the scientists that have said. And actually, you know, we're supposed to be swimming in the we're supposed to be we're flooded right now in this year, right? The no, polar I, ice caps are, are supposedly supposed to have been melted by now. Oh yeah, Al Gore, but he invented the internet, so how am I supposed to believe that guy? Yeah, and the thing is, uh, the polar ice caps have more ice up there than ever right now. <laughs> right. And yeah, I'm not going to get into a global warming debate because I wish we'd have some more. Because <laughs> I'm sick of, I live in northern goddamn New York for Christ's sakes. Okay, okay. I'm listening to the Wadzilla Rock Show yesterday while I'm at work because that you know he's on on Saturdays and I work during that day. And he's talking about he's got his windows up finally, the air conditioner's turned off. It's a balmy 70 plus degrees of sunny. I'm like, bitch, it is raining, it is damp, and it is 40. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish it'd rain here right now. It's like teasing me right now with the dark clouds. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, let's get into this. Uh, well, I had to say one thing. I had to say one more thing. That sure. Every time science tries to disprove God, they actually proved proves he exists, and a lot of scientists have tr became born against because of that. And religion is a man-made thing because God tells you in the Bible, a religion a religion can send a man to hell. You just have to have your faith in in Jesus and God. So, right, right. Don't believe in what man says. Uh, a, a, a bad preacher like Joel Olstein could give you the prosperity gospel and say, pray, pray, God will give you millions of dollars. And look how that motherfucker lives, man. Fucking, fucking, what, million, two billion dollar houses and fucking, and there's people outside starving and he's fucking just taking all that. Where it's all going to his fucking pocket. He's not yeah, yeah. anybody. Absolutely. Like and I remember. Foundation. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Haiti. Let's talk about Haiti. Uh -huh. um, that's like uh, back in my days. I don't know how much older I am than you, but I vividly remember the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker fiasco. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's enough about that because I don't want to piss you off either. So. You're not going to piss me off. Uh, I, I, the thing is, I, I have my faith, but I don't damn people for not having the same faith I have. I don't. I respect you, and I'm not going to force my shit on you. I just tell you my beliefs. You can take it or leave it, you know? Right, right. And you know what? Oddly enough, I respect your back for having that faith. I actually, mm -hmm. there's a lot of times because people that are being hard times can still be a great, great spirits because of that faith. And I think if nothing else, maybe that's a positive reason to, to delve into it a little bit deeper. Uh, remember the Queens Rock song? He says, uh, the shady preacher's begging for my cash. Why, uh, slamming the secretary or something. <laughs> I think they're talking about Jessica Hahn. 
Nice, nice. You got to get all these shady preachers begging for my cast. Swiss, Swiss bank accounts while giving their secretaries the slam. They're all in penthouse now. Playboy magazine, million dollar stories to tell. <laughs> is that uh, is that Empire? No, that's from um, Operation Mindcrime. God, I've got to revisit Revolution that Calling, album. I think. Yeah, right. I've got to revisit that album. I uh, When I was going through my divorce years ago, I got rid of a lot of my CDs. Mm-hmm. And I had complete discographies up until that point. So we're talking 97. So my Motley Crue, I've had to rebuild. My Queensryche, all I have anymore is that Q2K album, which is horrible. I like it. <laughs> oh, God, that's such tripe. Yeah. And uh, then I think I got, I've got like a best of, you yeah. know, so my uh, my Mind Crime album, my uh, Warning, all, all gone. You need to get the first four again, man. Yeah, because they were brilliant. And I love Empire. In fact, I still have Empire. I just don't have the case for it. It's in my little CD booklet. The, I, I, I actually like the new Jeff Tate Operation Mindcrime album, and so does uh, Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. So it's a brilliant album. I just don't like the... The first part of it, I think because it's a middle album of the trilogy, it's a lot of instrumental, and we don't get singing to the fifth song. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of irritating, but maybe I'll just have to listen to the first album and then play it in the second. It'll probably sound better. Just No, what you do is you just go find a wicked big high-rise, get on the elevator, keep going up and down while you listen to those four, four songs, then you'll be okay to hit number five where the actual vocals kick in. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get into this album, man. That was a great discussion. I, I like that, man. Outstanding. Now we're going to get into uh, 1978's Powerage. And the first song, uh, Rock and Roll Dalmatian. What do you think of this song, Nate? Well, this this is a great jam. You know, it's got that good, strong opening riff. Let's you know, here we are. We're still ACDC. But with the addition of Cliff Williams, I just thought this is brilliant because he is just sick. He's got that great... He's just... He lays such a solid beat down. He's a great addition to the band. This is, frankly, everything I like about that Bond era ACDC. Uh, Angus and Malcolm Young are such a brilliant guitar duo. Uh, they really complement each other. You know, Malcolm with that rhythm. I'm a rhythm guitar player. I couldn't play a lead lick if my life fucking depended on it. So I really love what Malcolm does. Uh, I love that little breakdown in the middle where that, you know he's just thumping that bass Williams is. And then you got you know, that little half chord they're playing. It's not they're not playing a whole run. It's just like little half chord. It's just awesome. I think it's a great way to open the album. Yeah, man, this is a freaking great way to open the album. I freaking like the beginning. I just goes that little riff down on on down on and then the bass boom boom boom. The ACDC rhythm section is complete now with Cliff coming in, man. This is the ACDC I know from all the Brian Johnson era, man. It's like. Before Cliff, I don't think they had that that boom boom boom. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like it was it was it was almost a different style of bass playing. Cliff Williams, he just knows how to lay it. Simple, get it done, kick you in the ribs bass playing. I I, I dig the hell out of it. It's like man, this song ACDC became like a boogie group, like a they could boogie man with freaking Cliff. You know what I mean? They got, Absolutely. got the fucking rhythm on this song, man. I just love. Bon Scott's vocals is freaking awesome. I remember Ralph saying he sounds like an alien. Yeah, I, I can see that he does sound like an alien, but once you start getting into him, you don't want to hear Brian Johnson, man. <laughs> He's got one of the most unique voices, and or I'm sorry, he had, because, you know, rest in peace, but one of the most unique voices in rock and roll. I mean, his voice is every bit as unique as, say, uh, Robert Smith of The Cure is to that genre. It's just very unique. Nobody could duplicate it. 
Huck, I love The Cure. Did an episode with uh, Bill Wang on Head on the Door. Ah, <laughs> uh, The Cure's my shit, man. Love yeah. them. And then we get it. Then we get into track number two, Down Payment Blues. What do you think of this one? I really love this intro, and I dig how they just keep moving a half step up the neck every measure. You know, just a little higher, a little higher. And then the, when the whole band comes in, when I say that, I mean Angus finally jumps in. You get that little lead guitar lick going in. It just feels like the song's full. You uh, you can't fit anything more in there, and that's really what I like about ACDC. You know, it's got a simple, cocky riff, and that's all you ever need because nothing else would ever work with this band. But boy... When he gets to this solo, because I'm a huge Angus fan, he teased the fuck off. This is blistering. We're talking 1978, and yeah, it's bluesy and sexy, but holy shit, the way he plays like a guitar solo. And Bond, the way he's holding it, it almost feels like he's holding his voice back a little bit, but he's still delivering 100%. I tell you what, I fucking love it, and this is my favorite song on this album. Damn, you took my favorite song too. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> song. I just like Ralph. Ex Ralph. Ex this is how Ralph got me into this group. Was this song? Hold on. <clears throat> he he was talking about the lyrics and how he's just David Lee Roth-ish, but before David Lee Roth, you know, he had, he you could feel that he lived what he's singing, you know. He's like he said, I got he wanted to be a rock star so bad. Quoting you, Ralph. And that you could see it, feel it in this song. It says, I got a Cadillac, but I can't afford the gas. You know, and I go, man, those are fucking some powerful lyrics. They're so simple, but, but fuck, man, it's, it's true. It's freaking, oh, yeah. You can hear his hunger, his fire, that he wants it to be a star real bad, and he's tired of being fucking poor. And you could hear it in here, man. I love this song. Thank you, Ralph, for getting me into this fine album and the Bond Scott, man. I owe you for this one. I hope you're listening to this because I'm gushing over you, brother. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, because I've, I've listened to them talk about uh, uh, classic ACDC albums a few times. And uh, Wadzilla says something that it he's so right. Uh, and, and there's no better way to say it. I, I, I couldn't make it any better if I tried, even though I'm way better than Wadzilla is. Love you, brother. <laughs> he uh, calls Bon Scott a shithouse poet. And he's so right. His lyrics, Bond's lyrics are not deep. They're not meaningful. You know, he'll hit you with the cocky. He'll hit you with, you know, the real. But there's nothing deep and profound about his lyrics. He's a great, great lyricist. Simple, to the point, punch you. Man, I fucking love it. You're right. You're right on. Yeah, it's, it's it, you could, but when he sings it, you feel his soul, man. You can hear his heart that he lived this shit. That's what Absolutely. it feels like to me. It, like, Absolutely, freaking awesome, man! It's my favorite song on the album. I think it's my all-time favorite AC/DC song. In fact, I just love it. I was just jamming it in the car in the In-N-Out Burger, blasting everybody out with the windows down the other day, and that fucking solo is fucking blistering, man! I love it. Oh yeah, I was. I just went up to Best Buy um, a couple hours ago because uh, somebody had told me the Metallic al album had already dropped, so I run up there to try <laughs> to get it, and of course it hasn't. November. But I was like, I also wanted the uh, the, the latest Testament album. They didn't have it. Let me tell you about my shitty fucking Best Buy here in Watertown, New York. Sorry to get off track. These fuckers are down to one aisle. And it's not even a whole aisle. It's one display of CDs. And yeah, I was able to walk out with four new CDs, you know, all, all new music. But these motherfuckers don't have anything anymore. It pisses me off. I don't know where I'm going to get music anymore. I'm going to have to go to fucking Amazon. 
Yeah, use my link, brother. <laughs> I'll send well you my link. <laughs> Do it because right now I I run two laptops. I'm I'm running two laptops right now. Uh, yeah, you and, can uh, just bookmark my link and just buy out there. I just bought me a new pool cue out there yesterday. <laughs> nice, nice. I picked up some heavy shit, uh, some yeah. sugar, some Carnifex. But then I also got the Hollywood vampires out. I can't oh, that's wait what I want. to. I just heard a song the other day, and I go, "This fucking shit rocks." Yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. In fact, after after we've completed this uh, this episode, I'm gonna rock that a little bit while I'm setting up tonight's show. Play some shit on your show of it, man. I I probably will. I probably will. If I find something that I really dig, I'll definitely put it on there. I've already found some sugar. I'm gonna put on there some Carnifex. So that's that's heavier than I normally play. But God, it was so good. Yeah, I went to freaking Best Buy, too, and they only have, like, a half aisle. Like you said, all of them are like that now. And I was looking for uh, the girl at my work. She gave me a bunch of vinyl from, for my birthday, like, a, a while back. And I was getting her a birthday present. She wanted uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. And you know they fucking, all they have was greatest hits of Fleetwood Mac. And one of the best classic albums of all time, and it wasn't fucking there. And they stuff all their CDs so tight in that little rack... You have to take one out to look through them. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. I'm like, sitting there in a hoodie and my leather jacket, you know. So I'm sitting there struggling, just a, you know, like I'm like oh, I'm all close together. So I'm trying to look through the shit. Mm -hmm. I, I was really disappointed. Up here, we don't have any music stores anymore. I don't know how it is in California. There's nothing up here. You know, Fye is gone. We don't have the coconuts. I don't even know if that's a place anymore. You know, so I got to go to flea markets and shit like that to buy vinyl. If you go to Walmart, Walmart pisses me off because I am grown and I say fuck a lot. And if I want to hear music that says fuck, I don't think you have the right to censor the fact that I want to hear music that says fuck. So I hate buying music from Walmart. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Yes, it pisses me off. Oh, shit. Dude, I bought a Creed album, okay? It was a Creed's Greatest Hits because um, I... Shit, I don't know what my debut album because I love that album. I sorry guys, I, yeah, I'm a metalhead, but I love that debut Creed album. I do too. I like the uh, first three, man. Well, I, I know I still have the second one in Weathered. I just don't have the first one anymore, and I wanted a couple of those songs. So, oh, okay, uh, Greatest Hits. Fine, I'll buy that Creed Greatest Hits. And you know, what was that? Don't have to settle the score. You know, don't need any goddamn war. And, and they didn't bleep damn out god is taken out of it and that it that pissed me off and i'm not religious but i don't need my fucking music censored so i try not to buy music from walmart unless i already know it's a band that doesn't curse in their yeah, songs true i remember my, me off. my friend bought an album I, don't, I think it was guns and roses and i heard bleep 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 i go dude go take that shit back yeah fucked up the whole song travesty. i don't care for cussing that much i'll cuss here and there <laughs> And I like my music. If it's cussing in it, fucking let it go. <laughs> oh yeah, fun, you know it, it's it's language, and it's frankly the language of the times. You know, I I grew up in the army. Okay, so you always throw some colorful expletives just to get your point across. And then when I was in the army, you can't just say, "Hey man, go do this task." Hey motherfucker, get off your fucking ass and go get this fucking done, because yeah. that barrage of that word sends a message, oh, this needs to happen now. And that's just how I grew up. I don't care. People that can talk without cursing all the time, that's great. In a professional setting, I won't say any of those words. Yep. I also know where if I am. I, if I say those words at Disney, I'll get fired. <laughs> right, right. So yep. I would understand there, okay? You can't have your Mickey Mouse hat on 
it, it, it cussing. But I would understand that. You know what I mean? That's like when I when I'm at work. You know, I'm a foreman in my factory, and I'll talk to my people just normal. You know. And when I say normal, we all cuss. You know, do we cuss every other word? No, of course not, because those people just have something that's called no vocabulary. But when I go upstairs, I have to actually talk to the two top guys in the company, you know, the general manager, the COO. I know there's a way to speak. And you speak eloquently and without profanity. It is not hard to do. Yep. All right, man, let's get into the third track give me a bullet what do you think of this one i think this was again has another cool intro i really love you know the music starting to build a bar goes ow that, that's just bad is you like you could tell they're having fun on this song you know cliff and phil they're really laying down a solid backbeat excuse me uh, again malcolm killer rhythm guitar what a killer rhythm section this might be the best rhythm section in rock and roll you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, uh, Bond's fucking lyrics and his vocal delivery are just right on point. Great solo. This is just a quality fucking tune. Yeah, man. The, the bass. It's like, it came, I came all together with Cliff Game in here, in my opinion. It's like really fucking awesome, man. I, lo I love this song, man. Freaking the soul and freaking uh, Bond's voice, man. You can feel he's living this shit. And they are having fun, man. Then we get into track number four, Riff Raff, which is my second favorite, well, third favorite song. What do you think about this one? <laughs> we were almost there. Let me tell you what. This is my second favorite song on the album. It's that, That's such a crazy opening riff. That little guitar, it was crazy. And it, you know, it's got a really stellar opening to a song. It kind of builds to a crescendo. Then it pauses, it gets all quiet. Then it kicks your dick in the dirt. Yeah. It's just driving quoting powerful riffing what's that <laughs> so were you quoting sammy hagar from voa <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't even think about that but outstanding <laughs> she kicked dick in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> but it but it is you know that's that's really what it is you know it just it just knocks you the fuck out you know it's driving powerful riffing killer bass great drums Bon Scott, holy shit, this might be his best vocal performance on the album. You know, he's just belting the lyrics out. It's almost maniacal the way he's doing it. And Angus, he ain't fucking around with that guitar solo, man. Those fingers are flying. Great tune. Like I said, second favorite song on the album. Yeah, man. I, I love this song. I love the riff. The da -na 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 and then freaking the drums are just fucking kicking. It's got that rhythm. Yeah, I agree. This it was the best rhythm section in rock, man. It's kind of gone now, and it's sad to see your hero get dementia and the other guy leave, you know. But it's time, man. Sometimes things you love just leave, you know. <laughs> They've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, if, if if Cliff wants to call it quits, man, enjoy the rest of your life. You know, it's sad about Malcolm. I lost my grandmother a year ago to Alzheimer's, so I understand the Alzheimer's dementia thing. You know, and, and, and the nephew there is doing a great job. You know, everything I've seen, it's a nephew, right? It's not a cousin, it's a nephew. Yeah. Um, yes, I think it's a nephew. He's doing a great job. You know, you can hear you can hear Malcolm through him. So it all works. You know, all good things must come to an end. Isn't that what Motley Crue said? Mm-hmm. They didn't do it as well as ACDC, but fuck it. That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, Riff Rap, man. This is a great song, and I saw the live version with Axel, man. It's fucking awesome, man. 
Oh, that was insane, right? Was insane, man. Freaking, I'm jealous, Ralph. You got to see them. Uh, man, what a lucky guy. And we get into my second favorite song off the album, Sin City. What do you think about this one? Oh, that's your second favorite? Yeah. Well, let's skip to the next one then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to me, this is very prototypical ACDC. It's it's a riffs I expect, uh, uh, vocals I expect, solos really good. It's a, it, it's a, it's a good song, but I, I think it's filler. And now it's killer filler. I dig it. I don't hate it, but I wouldn't rank it up there at all like that. I just like it. So I'm going down, down the sin city. I just like I just like it, man. It just kicks ass. I, uh, it's cool to hear an Australian group th sing about a freaking United States, man. <laughs> I know, right? Talk about Vegas, but come on, is Vegas really the United States? That's another world. <laughs> it's another freaking freaking country, man. <laughs> and then we get to uh, six. What's next? The moon. Fucking killer song here. What do you think about this one? This one, I love the riff. Cliff's bass, it, it, is it just me, or do we keep coming back to Cliff's bass on this album? Yeah. I tell you what, it's just, you know, I love the sleazy lyrics. It's just a solid, solid jam. Great guitar solo. You know, I, I know I said that, you know, Sin City was very prototypical. You know, that's what you expect to hear on an ACDC album. But it's still not bad, so here's my question. Is there a bad song on this fucking album? No. <laughs> yeah, I love this What's Next to the Moon, which is funny because when he says What's Next to the Moon, because I, I I almost go like, um, what was that, Peter from fucking Family Guy, you know, when they say the name of a movie in a movie, I want to hear if they're going to use the name of the song in the song, and it's funny because what What's Next to the Moon is almost an afterthought to what the actual chorus goes. I, I, I dig it. It's a good song. Yeah, because he basically almost says it at the end, right? What's Next to the Moon? <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's doing this whole chorus of shit. I was just listening to, but now the beers are kicking in. <laughs> but yeah, the, that's almost an afterthought. I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant titling to a to a to a song. Yeah, man. It's like you're going, or how are they gonna rhyme this? What's next to the moon? He just screams it out. <laughs> it's like oh. Yeah, he, there's no rhyme at all. He's singing something else all the way through and then just puts that in as an afterthought. <laughs> And it's like the bass and the rhythm guitar on this song. It's just freaking insinuary, man. Fucking, oh, they're on fire. Fucking love this song, man. Then we get to track number seven, Gone Shooting. What do you think of this one? Love it. Third favorite song on the album. But here's why. I gotta know, is it just me, or did Mike Judge steal this riff for the theme music to Beavis and Butthead? Because <laughs> that's Maybe. all I could think. I hear that you know, guitar riff, and I'm like, okay, Beavis and Butthead is on. You know what? I don't care. It still rules. It's got a great guitar solo. The rhythm section, again, you know, it's fucking great, great, great. Bon Scott lyrics. I, I love this fucking track. Yeah, it's like uh, before Cliff Williams, they didn't have this fucking rhythm. It just fucking, it, they just gelled so well. And I was reading that Angus wanted to get rid of Mike because Mike wasn't like really like, insane in the band you know he wasn't like really into the band he wanted somebody who would be all you know all cylinders firing that's why they wanted to that's why they fired his ass no and that's so it's so funny to hear that because i haven't done the research to figure all that stuff out because mm -hmm. like i said my favorite acdc album is still high voltage that uh the, the america debut they had one before that in uh, australia high voltage is still my favorite acdc album 
but yeah, the addif- the addition of Cliff Williams, it just it, it brings it to a different level. It's it's fucking insane. Yeah, I consider this is the this is the classic lineup of of, of uh, ACDC we know and love with Bon Scott, Angus, Malcolm, Cliff, and Phil Rudd. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the fourth American release or international release, mm-hmm. fifth fifth in Australia. Yep. Nice, and then we get uh. Go to track number what nine eight eight. Oh, what's he, we already did was oh I'm looking at the wrong <laughs> European release. Eight <laughs> up to my neck and you. What do you think of this? All right, put the goddamn beer down. That's my job <laughs> to be the drunk guy. <laughs> There's ten songs on the European release. I was just looking. Cold hearted man. I haven't heard that one. I wonder what that. I haven't called. heard that either. And I'm actually looking at my vinyl copy of. Uh, I'm turning away from the mic. Sorry. I'm looking at my vinyl copy. Of this album, and I don't have that out there at all. Yeah, it's a European release. Has an extra song called "Cold Hearted Man." Oh, and that's Sin crazy. City uh, looks like it starts side two on that. Wow, might have to look that up here later. Yeah, I want to hear what that says. Up to my neck in you. Killer opening. When that song kicks in, you know you're in for a treat with this track. Bond belting those lyrics out. Bands in a frenzy. Rock and roll the way it's supposed to be, down and fucking dirty. I love it, man. I love this too. Yeah, and the fucking gutter, man. I love fucking sleaze, rock, fucking original Van Halen, fucking this shit, fucking some LA original LA Guns, man. I love this shit. Oh yeah. Fucking Aerosmith, man. Fucking or seventies albums. Absolutely. I'm actually good with Aerosmith all the way up to Pump. Yeah. And then after Pump, I'm like, whoa, you know, and I, I have to admit, I loved Living on the Edge. Who the fuck didn't? <laughs> but then you listen to the rest of that album, it's like, ooh, what's going on here? And then from there on out, it's always, well, let's do the ballad like Amazing. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I actually like Amazing because that fucking Joe Perry solo is fucking great in that song, man, at the end. Oh, yeah, Joe shines, but it's a shitty song. <laughs> And I like I like Eat the Rich, man. That's all. It makes me laugh. Well, that that's a good hard rocker. That's a great take. Tune. One bite back, come back for the rest. Spit out the rest. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, and then up up to my neck, and you fucking fucking sleazy. I love it. Fucking a man. Great song. And then we get to the last song of the album, for the American and Australian release, kicked in the teeth. Two face woman with your two face lies. Man, that shit is good. I love that opening. Just brilliant you know and i love what bond bond when when bond sings about being pissed off at a woman he really shines you know go back to goddamn high voltage doing the song the jack mm-hmm. he shines talking shit about women <laughs> you know that, that he's had a bad relationship with he wasn't talking bad about women okay go trump he's just so cocky and brazen when he does this it's got a killer guitar solo, driving backbeat bass. Malcolm's laying down that solid compliment to fucking Angus Young. That's his fucking rules. Fuck, man. This, this, maybe this is my favorite song on the album. I don't know. <laughs> I know it rules. It's a killer track to end the album. That's what I can tell you. I love this fucking song. Yeah, that's a great way to fucking end this great album, man. Thank you, Ralph, again, man. I got to gush again on Ralph, man, because without him, I wouldn't have went back and listened to these. Freaking love it, man. Because I, I would just listen to Highway to Hell. That would be on my only... And uh, Dirty Deeds album. Those are the only two Bon Scott albums I had. And, oh, those aren't even better ones. 
I know, but I fucking love. They're, uh, they're good. Highway to Hell with freaking she's the uh, she's the girl's got rhythm. I love that song, man. <laughs> that, that is a great too. That is a great too. Yeah, she got a backbeat rhythm. <laughs> yeah. <Rhythm. laughs> and how many songs this fucking uh, ACDC on every album? Do they have a song with rock and roll in the title? <laughs> I go. Oh, I thought that was a rule. That was what they were going to do. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. They have rock and roll train, rock and roll damnation. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking. Rock and roll. They love rock and roll, man. Yeah, I'm actually looking at, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, here we go. Off the debut album, 1974's High Voltage. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So, yeah, maybe it's just a theme. Yeah, it's a theme. <laughs> they always have to have rock and roll on, it, on an album. But they fucking have their own brand of rock and roll, man, with Bon Scott. It's just amazing. Yeah, uh, they have the right brand of rock and roll. Let me tell you what. Yeah. So what are your three favorite songs off this album? My three favorites on this album are the Down Payment Blues, Riff Raff, and this was a last minute change, Kicked in the Teeth. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any albums you want to recommend to people? I don't know if I want to recommend, but it's hilarious. Uh, uh, last week, uh, Lee Gerstmann was doing some uh, reviews online. And he was saying that uh, if you could guess what I'm reviewing, I'll review any album you want to review. And I just threw out Sleazebees as a fucking joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I won. So I said, well, dude, you got to review fucking Poison Talk Dirty to Me. Because I knew it would piss him off. Mm -hmm. But because of that, or not Talk Dirty to Me, I look for the cat drag then. I love that album. Well, yeah, I do too. And I actually just got it on vinyl. I mean... It's, it's really sad I used to think Brett Michaels was hot, but hey, I didn't know he was a guy, okay? Leave me alone. That was insane for what, what was that, 1986, 87? Yeah, when I saw that cover, man, I go, man, four hot chicks. And then I listened to it, but that's not a chick. <laughs> I know, right? I was yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. I bought it on vinyl on uh, Needle in the Groove. It's a great Facebook page. If you like to buy vinyl, I cannot keep plugging that enough. Go to Needle in the Groove. This guy, Darren McGinnis, man, he, he's got reasonable prices. Up to four albums that you buy. It's only $4 shipping. It's always well-packed. I've never got a bad album from him. And I get albums from him basically every week now. This guy is going to break my bank or get me in trouble or both. But yeah, Poison, look what the cat dragged in. I mean, come on, cry tough. I want action. Talk dirty to me. Want some, need some. Number one bad boy. Great album. Fuck you guys, Poison Rules. I love the title track. Oh my God, look what the cat dragged in. Oh, that is a life. great song. Sin after sin, the guitar solo is fucking awesome on that song. And, and I'm not even a C.C. DeVille lead fan. I think he's one of the most underrated rhythm guitar players out there. Yeah. He laid he, out some great riffs. I remember going to going to try to see the Bullet Boys at the Roxy, and freaking C.C. was right there in front of the rainbow. We all fucking... Looked like he was coked out on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was him in the what was that? The late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, late eighties. It was uh, a Bullet Boy's second album, Freak Show. We were trying to get in because um, my friend knew uh, Rody, and um, they actually went in. The song "Smooth Up on You," "Smooth Up in You." They they did gang vocals going, "Oh yeah," and they cut it out of the song, and they were depressed, going, "Man, we did vocals on the album. They cut our shit out." <laughs> Nice, nice. And then I went up to, uh, and we went up and party with uh, 
Mick Sweeta, the guitar player, in his hotel after the, even though we didn't see the show. It was pretty cool. And back then, I didn't smoke pot, man. They were all smoking pot. I could have smoked pot with a rock star. Nice, nice. Yeah, I felt bad, man. I wish I would have smoked with them. <laughs> Free rock star pot. <laughs> right, right. I did with uh, uh, Frankie Hannon of uh, 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 Fox fucking Tesla. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I ran into him at a Def Leppard show, uh, Moondog Maine. I don't know, don't know if you remember that band. That was his band after he left Tesla. You know, mm-hmm. they opened up for uh, Def Leppard, and, you know, I was getting pretty hammered. I had to go take a leak, come out of the bathroom, and walked right into him. You know, so smoked up, drank a few beers with him before we went out there and saw Def Leppard play. It was great. Back in 99, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I love the first two Bullet Boys album. I even like the new one that just came out. It's just it's just Mark Torine now. He's the only Bullet Boy left. <laughs> oh, so just, so, so just a singer? Yeah, just a singer, but the new album they released, Elefante, it's very d- different Bullet Boys. It's got, it's not like that sleaze rock, but it has some sleaze in it. It's really good. Nice. I might have to check it out. I, I only know the Bullet Boys album with uh, Smooth Up In You. Now. I've got it on vinyl somewhere here in my damn collection. Dude, you need to get Freak Show, the second album. That album oh, has uh, THC Groove on it. Fucking awesome. It's oh no, that, that it that, that is a good song. I remember seeing that on the head driving bass on that dude. T- yeah, yeah. And freaking, uh, it's a fucking great album, dude. From from track to track, that album is just fucking grooving. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that uh that video on the uh, Headbangers Ball back mm-hmm. in the day. I, I do need to get that shit. Yeah, Freak Show is a great album, dude. And then um, what I got to suggest because you just reminded me of a great album. Uh, it's when Tesla broke up, uh, Tommy Skinch and uh, Jeff Keith, Jeff Keith, the singer, made an out, made a group called uh, uh, Bar 7, and the album was called Freaked. Fucking great album, dude. It's like Tesla 2.0, and I love Tommy Skinch. I miss his punk, punk rhythms in Tesla, man. But Dave Rude's no slouch, though. He took over Right, him. right. And I just fucking love that album. I was going to suggest the new Chili Peppers, but you suge- you su- talked about Frank Hannon and that bar seven. But go pick up the new Chili Peppers. I just got that in the mail. It's fucking groovy as fuck. It's uh, not like your punk rock Chili Peppers, man, because they, they've expanded and they changed, but still got that funky fucking flea bass on that album, man. And Chad Smith still has that hard, you know, Tesla, uh, fucking, uh, what is it called? Uh, John Bonham drum hit, drum hits, Will Ferrell 2.0. <laughs> Nice, nice. I, I am so not a fan of the Chili Peppers. <laughs> I love the Chili Peppers, but I'm going to suggest... you know what? Go listen to that shit because Mark said so. Yeah, but get uh, bar. I don't know if it's in print anymore. Bar Seven. The world is a the world is a freak. That album is so good with Ladybug, Freaked. Fucking, it's a great album, dude. You should check it out and try to find it on vinyl, man. I don't know if they have it on vinyl. But that's a great album. If you like Tesla, you would love that album. Yeah, I'll definitely try to look for it. You'll have to like message me or something so I can remember the title. Yeah. But I'll, uh, I'm definitely going to look for that one. Yeah, I was just in Tower Records in Hollywood that year, and I, I go, what the fuck is this? And I read the sticker, and it says, Jeff Keith and Tommy Skeets from Tesla. Bot! <laughs> yeah, right? That's yeah. like a no-brainer. I didn't even know who the hell that was. But I loved <laughs> it from the first time I heard it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I'm a Tesla nutswinger, man. I love Tesla. What a great band. Just to be the uh, musicality, you know, Tommy Skeech and freaking Frank Hannon are two of the most underrated guitar players because you never hear their names at all. 
and they're just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Frank Hannon has a good solo album he just released last year, too. I forgot the name of it. It's really good, too. Holy shit, I didn't know that. As far as I knew, they were all retired. Oh, you didn't hear the last Tesla album? No. Dude, freaking uh, Simplicity. It's a great album, man. Check that out, too. Fuck, okay. Tesla's well, been on tour with Def Leppard all year. Well, see, I don't pay attention to Def Leppard anymore. So. <laughs> and they just released a song that Phil Cullen wrote. on the. Uh, they just released Mechanical Resonance Live for the 30th anniversary of it. It's freaking yeah, great. I did. They put a new song on it. It's awesome. Well, that pisses me off because I, I actually flipped that by at Best Buy today when I was just there earlier. That sucks. Yeah, Mechanical Resonance Live is like one of the best live albums I've heard in years, dude. They they actually really they actually on the Def Leppard tour they recorded one song from each and they don't even go they don't even put it in the sequence as the album. It's awesome. You hear it a different way. It's really cool. Oh, that's badass. Now I'm mad and I and I can't drive back into town to pick it up because I've had like four beers talking to you. And they had that song <laughs> uh, "Save That Goodness." It's a brand new studio track they did that Phil Cullen wrote while they were on tour with them. Really good, man. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. I'll like send you said, the video I'm, see if you like I'm it. I'm mad that I didn't pick it up. Yeah. 49ers scored. Who? Who? 49ers. Who? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. And I just put Mike Davis in my... Because um, I had to replace uh, Hyde and there was no good running backs, but he scored. <laughs> nice, nice. Good for you to pick up so far. Something they're not used to doing. <laughs> well, well, Hyde was leading the league in uh, touchdowns. So, they just can't pass touchdowns. <laughs> All right, man. You have a you have a great day, man. And thank you for being on the show. I'll have this up later today after the game. Unless oh, the game dude. becomes a blowout, either way, I might start doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not watching San Francisco out here because nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna write, for I was gonna write Jed York a fucking tweet going, "Dude, <laughs> fucking buy the NFL Sunday ticket to watch your sorry ass." to watch my sorry ass team why don't you fucking be a uh, fucking good owner and fucking bring Harbaugh back or get a fucking somebody to coach and get some <laughs> talent on this fucking team I'm getting tired of your shit you're spending all that money to watch that shit team are you kidding me well, it dude, would make it would make more sense if you were an Oakland fan to spend that money this year I know I'm not gonna buy it next year <laughs> fucking it you know but our secondary is the best on the team best in the league but the run defense is crap since Navarro Bowman went down. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the 40, 49ers are a joke. That's what you get for having half your team sit on their knee. The National Anthem comes on. They're a joke. Well, freaking Detroit <laughs> Lions, all, they all did it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, and they're a joke, too. Actually, I'm hoping they lose today because in my football pool, I'm pretty sure I picked Washington. There's an ESPN poll that came out out of 120 two sports franchises the 49ers are ranked last outstanding it fucking I mean, sucks I'm dude sorry. <laughs> because of what Jed York has done to the team you know back when Harbaugh was coaching we were 27th nice nice and I remember the good old days in the 90s you know late 80s and 90s the Montana era the Steve Young era that was a dynamite team and I used to love those old Cowboys in um, uh, uh, San Francisco games now it's just kind of a joke because you get annihilated because we had an owner who cared, man. All these owner, the, these the Yorks, all they care about is the stadium money and fucking ripping off the fans, fucking shit, fucking they suck. 
Eddie DeBartolo needs to get his ass up and say, let me buy this team back. So, something needs to happen. I would recommend, look, still loves I'd recommend this. Get a good quarterback. Well, um, freaking Kaepernick was good with Harbaugh, who knew how to use him. If you got a coach that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, this is what you get. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe he's like, uh, what's his face there from Carolina? He has one good year and that's it. His stats have steadily gone down. Yeah, but, uh, dude, we were in the NFC Championship game three times in the Super Bowl, working <clears> with Kaepernick, so I think he's doing pretty good. Well, one year was Alex Smith, but, um, fuck, I don't know why we didn't keep him. <laughs> that still pissed me off. I know, salary cap, that's the problem, is they, the, the salary cap rules, yeah, <laughs> they, well, they really change up the whole dynamic. Yeah, man, well, I'm going to let you go because I want to watch this fucked up game, uh, just like my fucking Dodgers last night pissed me off. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, no, two I, games from the World Series. Uh, I, a two-one lead. We fucking start making all these fucking bad news bears errors, man. Now they were playing the Cubs, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was. I'm sorry. I was rooting for the Cubs. They haven't won a World Series in 108 years. I'm sorry. I got no love for you right now. I'm, I'm all about the Cubs right now. It, I'm a, I'm a Kansas City sucking, Royals okay? fan. <laughs> that's their fault you for know? sucking. I don't care. Fucking go Indians. They haven't won since fucking whatever, since the Dodgers yeah. been in the World Series. Yeah, it's been like 48 years or something. I, I'm all about the Cubs this year because my Royals aren't in it. If, if the Royals were in it, I would be like Stone Cold Royals, but they didn't make it, so the Cubs deserve it. 108 years, Cubs deserve it. I was but happy either way, for your Royals, man. Huh? I was happy for your Royals, man. Oh, I was beyond happy because I remember watching them win the last World Series. Oh, <laughs> you know, fuck. So. Yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. You, you know, this, this World right? Series is win? actually going to be a lot of fun because, yeah, the, the Indians have a one in something like 48 years or 40 years or something like that. And you have the, uh, the the Cubs that have a one in 108. It's finally two teams that deserve to get a goddamn championship, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm rooting for the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you GOAT. Get him some bad juju. Because <laughs> I can't go for a team to knock my team out of the playoffs. I don't fucking care if I'm a National League fan. You fucking killed my team. Fuck you. Congratulations. Now lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you have a good one, Mark, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Right, <laughs> you man, be good, fucking, brother. I just want to say, Scott Green, your fucking app rules because I could sit there and listen to that metal station anywhere now, and I could fucking chat while I'm listening to it. It's fucking rules, man. I love it. Absolutely, because ThatMetalStation.com is the best site for all things hard rock and heavy metal. Fuck yeah. Scott Green, keep up the good work. You got the best DJs on there. We're Dr. Fuck, Metal Mike, Wadzilla, DJ what, Bushy, Big bu Bushy, bu Bushy Face. DJ Big Bushy, that's right. He's the best on that fucking station. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Play some Sammy Hager and piss off some Wadzilla. Hey. <laughs> You know what? I close my show, whether I go off at midnight, whether I go off at 2, 3 in the morning, my show closes with Sammy Hagar, Heavy Metal, off of Standing Hampton every nice. night. Nice. I love that album. I do, too. All right, man. We'll take it easy, and God bless, brother. All right, man. You do the same. All right. Take it. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.
some kick-ass tracks now i want to promote some podcasts for my friends we got metal raps we got the rock and metal combat podcast with dr fuck rafiera and ian wadley one-on-one with mitch lafon talking metal cheap trick with cheap track with ken mills and in podcast the kiss room focus on metal decibel geek with aaron with aaron camaro and uh chris sinzak and in zilch a monkey's podcast 
And then I'd like to also promote the 80 Trunk Podcast and the Ca- Cassius Morris Show, man. These guys are kick-ass podcasts, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and God bless, man. <laughs>